Hello everyone, this is Caleb, your GM. A quick word before our show today. There's only a few episodes left of this season of Trailblazers. One week after the finale, we will publish the first postseason Q&A, which took place directly after we played through the final session. Two weeks after that, we will have our second Q&A where we answer fan-submitted questions. If you want to submit a question, you can send them to tblazernetwork at gmail.com. Just put Q&A in the subject line. You can also find our email listed on our website, tblazer.net. The deadline to submit your questions will be two weeks after the finale to give you guys time to digest the finale and hear what we have to say in the first Q&A. Last time on Trailblazers, the party ventured into Hope's memories to rescue her from the machine that was killing her to record them. They communed with the goddess possessing Dahlia and learned that Kyle Katan was possessed by the god Baphomet and was indeed the chairman. Instead of delivering Hope to Veeam as they agreed, they forced him to meet with them. At that meeting, they learned that Baron was Veeam and confronted him, only to be interrupted by a call from Hannibal asking the party to come immediately to the station, for something terrible had happened. Jimmy Lang walks with determination into the central police station, with the surviving members of Psycho Squad at his back. They're all in combat dress. Jimmy has his large canister rifle slung over his shoulder, and he holds his helmet under his arm. The station is empty, with only the lone welcome desk officer to greet them. Hey Jimmy, what are you guys doing here? Aren't you supposed to be? He doesn't finish the sentence, as Ashley Creed, dressed in his custom SWAT uniform, pulls out his rifle and puts a single shot through the officer's skull. The man was in plain clothes, he never stood a chance. Ashley shoves him off the chair, sits down, and starts typing on the computer. With a sudden noise, blast doors cover all the windows and doors, and the white and blue lights of the building turn red, while Jimmy and the rest of his gang continue down the hall. Monica Stone's mask comes down, covering her face, as the cloak suit hugging her snake-like form disappears her from sight. They enter the cafeteria, where two officers are eating their lunch. Hey guys, you know what's going on? The whole facility just went into lockdown. Blood expels in long streaks as Monica takes the two officers from behind. They died before they even realized what was happening. Jimmy looks to Shariah, her skeleton frame thinly veiled behind her costume. She nods ever so slightly and enters the mess hall as Jimmy continues straight down the hall, Ashley and Monica filing in behind him. Behind them, a blue light shines out of the mess hall, followed shortly by the two dead officers and Shariah who rush into the room across the hall. More blue light out of that room. Now there are five officers that rush into the next room. After each room, Shariah's army of dead policemen grows. Jimmy and the other members of Psycho Squad's determination is unfazed by the display behind them as they enter the communications room. Jimmy pulls out a data chip and inserts it into the terminal. He puts his helmet on and takes a deep breath. There's no going back now. I look up at everyone else. Kintaro kind of looks at you. I would have him like cock the shotgun, but he doesn't have that. <laughs> he vortexes the vortex. Yeah, I'll be there, Hannibal. As quick as we can. However fast you think you can make it, come quicker. I look at Baron and say, well, what are you doing? You gonna join the winning side? He kind of looks at Hope and he dismisses his dog. If I'm on it, it will be. And he walks over to you guys. Go over. Extend my hand. I forget, which hand did I cut his finger off of? Did you, I think you picked his primary hand. I think you picked his casting hand. Then it looks normal if I go up and put my hand out. And I will say, maybe sometimes we're not so different. And again, I'm lying through my teeth. He shakes his hand and you can feel the absence of a ring finger. And he says, as long as we're both on Hope's side, we don't have to like each other. Like she said, we just have to point our guns in the same direction. 
the files you pulled on the police, what were they for? If our guns are going to be pointed in the same direction, I want to know what they're loaded with. I was simply giving you Kentaro's file. I wasn't using you to get any other information from them. I'm going to attempt a sense motive that, but against humans, my sense motive bonus is a plus six. You think he's telling the truth? Sense motive is this really strange thing where it's very black and white, the answer, but I, I never want to throw away, this guy's lied to me every time he's opened his mouth, and, oh, well, my sense motive says I have to believe him now. You can still think, well, this guy's lied to me a lot, so maybe he's still lying to me. I'm not going to take that away from you. You're not an idiot who all of a sudden can't remember past experiences. Right. All right, so keep that in mind when I tell you that you think he's telling the truth. But based on my experience, like, I did see him, like, pull other files, didn't I? No, you didn't. Based on your experience, he just told you how to get in there, and he said that there was, like, open window, very short. Go in there. Look, run this program. You'll find this file. Open it. May, I may not be thinking of the Kentaro then one. Well, normally I'd be afraid of giving stuff away, but we are at the point where I'm just throwing all sorts of information at you guys. It was It's one of those times where uh, my my players or you guys uh, misinterpreted something. And I didn't correct it because I, I think that happens in real life. So why can't it happen in the game where you think something is happening a certain way when it's not really? You thought, and I remember you thinking that he was getting more files. So you're like, he's not just breaking in. He's probably using me so he can get in, which wasn't what was happening but you guys thought it was i'm like oh i'll just let you guys run with it okay so yes yeah, so you, you certainly thought that was happening but in reality that that wasn't exactly what it was was happening okay okay i'm gonna head out the door at a quick pace right behind you why did you show me that file oh, i thought you'd be more grateful lanris i thought you would like to know the kind of people you're working with well, it was freaking creepy yes well sometimes truth is more horrific than fiction you get there and hannibal's is is Intrigued to see all of you. He kind of gestures you over to him as you get off the tram. You're looking at the uh, police station, and it's locked down. There's these metal plates over every entrance of the building, including windows, doors, everything. Uh, these big metal retractable plates that have been put up. And uh, DeWitt's outside of the police station? Yep. With a very, very, very small sort of team. And he kind of gestures you over. Landris, thank you for coming. And he holds his hand out to shake your hand. Of course I shake the man who died for us his hand. 20 minutes ago, a call was placed in that called most of the on-duty officers out to deal with it. They arrived on the scene to find nothing. The call was faked. Not too long after, we received this message. And he plays uh, off of his communicator device. Hey, Captain. It's your favorite chief inspector. By now, you've received a message. The station just went into lockdown. Me and my boys just took possession of the station, and in about uh, an hour or so, we're going to broadcast to the whole city that little thing you've been trying so hard to keep secret. That's right, I know. Did you really think when you gave me this assignment that I wouldn't find out? And this time, you and your dirtbags in the government and your men in the news stations ain't going to be able to cover it up no more. Oh, fuck no. Wait until the entire city learns what yous and yours was going to do to them. You think the riots are hard to deal with now? I'd like to see you deal with the whole of Lower Kadesh at your throats without your precious headquarters to coordinate them. The whole city's gonna be turned upside down, and ain't you or any of you mooks gonna be able to stop it this time. The entire city deserves to know, and in a few minutes, they're all gonna. We have footage up until he took possession of the security hub. Looks like he has uploaded something to the broadcast array, and it's set to release as soon as it's done decrypting. I need you to go in and handle the situation. They killed several boys in blue on their way in, and as far as I see it, you're clear to use lethal force. Don't bother wasting time to bring them in alive. Go in and eliminate them with extreme prejudice, and stop that broadcast. Simple enough. Do you know how many people Lang has? Footage shows him, the rest of the surviving contents of Psycho Squad before you were brought in. So Shariah King, Ashley Creed, and Monica Stone. I step a little closer to Wit and say, I'm asking as a friend to Wit, because you know he's going to tell me anyway. What's he talking about? 
I don't know what he's talking about, and we don't have time to speculate. If he's convinced that whatever it is is enough to throw the city into chaos, that's enough information for me to try and stop it. I managed to wrangle some SWAT in, and he waves over a few SWAT officers, but the rest of our guys are halfway across the city and they'll never get here in time. We've got a few breach charges that'll get you in. You'll enter in the southern part of the building, a few rooms from the broadcast room. They have control of the security cameras so they'll know you're coming. SWAT will escort you in and try to establish and secure your point of entry. But the time to act is now. Well, let's act. I cock my hammer. Real quick, and he pulls out his device, and he hits some buttons. Kentaro, Landris, Victor, welcome back to Psycho Squad. Does that come with any perks? Yes, you won't get arrested for killing anybody in there. Let's go, gentlemen. Good luck. The SWAT take you guys over to the building, and you get to see sort of the other side of SWAT acting. You kind of heard and you experienced it from, you know, the inside. Now you get to see the outside. They, they're they moving in formation. They cover each other as they get up to the roof, bringing you up there. And they set these breaching charges. And they all kind of look around and they kind of get a safe distance away and poof, they blow it. And as soon as they do, ropes are thrown down there that are connected to these SWAT guys. You hear them go down it and you hear they say, clear. And you guys get to enter in as well. So enter in, you enter into what is essentially the lounge. You've been into it once or twice. But the lounge is just covered in blood and gray arcs sprayed over chairs, across tables, up into ceilings. There's definitely was some sort of fight here that involved cutting implements and not guns. Oh man, look what they did to the espresso machine. <laughs> We killed the one guy we knew who used blades in Psycho Squad, right? Yeah, I think I think uh, Victor still has his blade, right? Uh, yeah. A- Ash used a grenade launcher. Shirai can cast spells. Monica, what was her weapon? Did she use her claws? Yeah. And uh, Lang, I believe, uses firearms. That's weird. Are there bodies? There's no bodies. You hear someone pick up the microphone for the speaker system in there, and you hear... Ah, uh, well, if it ain't Hannibal's voice... Listen, gents, I'm going to give you an opportunity to turn around. I know you's just Hannibal's lapdogs. He's sending you into danger to cover up his mess while he's safe out there. You gotta listen to me. Turn around. Go back where you came from. Ain't nothing here for you but tears. Lapdogs? We were cats. He knows we were cats. <laughs> that jerk. You hear from your communicator. Don't listen to him, gentlemen. He's just trying to waste your time with talking so that computer has enough time to decrypt. He's just trying to slow you down. Which room could he make that broadcast from? It's <laughs> I called it the broadcast room, and now it's going to sound weird because you said broadcast. Uh, the communication room. That's our target. Let's roll out. And the SWAT guys in formation exit the room covering, and, and they're, you see they're never shooting at anything. They're like, clear, and they gesture you forward. And then you hear sort of what sounds like running, like a lot of people running. And the SWAT all turn to, to face it, and it's coming from down the hallway, the opposite end of where you're supposed to be headed to. You can see clear signs, you know, communication room down there, and it's the opposite area. And then turning the corner is a couple dozen people just tearing forward, not using weapons, not doing anything. They're just screaming forward, and, and you recognize this. They're essentially zombies just running at you, and the SWAT guys begin to open fire. One of them yells back to you, we'll deal with these guys. Get to the broadcast room. We'll cover your six. And they just start trying to mow down these zombies, trying to get you time to go stop lying. Okay. Well, I'm going to turn toward the comm room. It seems to be an empty hall down to at least these two double doors with a big thing above it, you know, communications array. All right. We know our targets. Focus on Shariah. If she, if we take her out, do we know if her puppets still work? Uh, got no clue. Kintara's like, Hannibal. Hey, Hannibal, if we kill Shariah, what happens to the zombies? The zombies are independent of her. They will continue to hit until you put them down. Keep your eyes peeled for the snake last time she snuck up on us. 
Was that you, Hannibal? Sacrificing these dupes of all people? Sending them in to stop us from trying to show this city exactly what they nearly died trying to uncover themselves? You ironic douche. You know there's a special place for people like you. What are we gonna do, huh? Find a nice woman, settle down with her, become some fucking town guard while she raises the kids? Everything you ever pretended to be was a lie. All the good you've done don't mean crap no more. Is the door locked? As you get to it, you, you clear you clear the hallway down there. There's nothing to sort of surprise you, and uh, the door's not locked. Well, I kind of want to hear what they have to say, but... Guitar nods. Okay. Great, that's awesome. It's probably better for the story anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they're in the right right now. I trust Hannibal, but they might just be on the wrong side of things. All right. All right, you, you enter the room, guns forward. As you pretty much expect, guns are pointed back at you. You see Jimmy Lang in his uniform with his visor on. He's got a, like what looks like just like this long, huge gun. Huge gun, like too big for somebody to use. Uh, and he points it at And actually, he's, he's, he's like the only one not pointing the gun at you, but it's in his hands, ready to go. You don't see Monica Stone, as you sort of expected. Uh, Shirai King, sort of to your left, and she she's in her sort of battle uniform that you've seen before. There's zombies in the room around Shirai, which are just like police officers who have been shot, cut, or whatever, but they have glowing blue eyes, almost like mist coming off of them. Ashley Creed is interposed between you and Lang. And he's in his full getup, and he's got a gun pointed at you. His gun is some sort of rifle. Uh, you probably you probably know what it is. It's a it's a variation on the laser rifle um, called an X laser. It's a pretty devastating weapon. Not fun to get hit by. It's like the rail gun for lasers. But they all have their guns pointed at you, but no one opens fire. Lang looks at you and goes, "Well, well, well. Look who it is, boys. Hannibal's hounds, the Psycho Squad. So this is how it is, huh?" Look, Lang, I know you're not as stupid as your accent makes you sound. What's going on? It kind of gestures around. You think I like this? You think I liked shooting poor Sean and his pretty face and using my co-workers' corpses as fodder? You think this is how I woke up and thought my day'd go, hey, I'm just going to shoot this guy in the face. No, listen, I feel for you. I do. I've been on his payroll and I've worked with and fold the man and I almost bought into his crap. I came this close. And now he's pitting Psycho Squad against Psycho Squad. We've both been trying to uncover this mess, and he's pitting the two peoples against each other that in this entire city should be working together the most. That's why I'm extending the olive branch. As you're talking, Victor, you notice like behind him is a, a big sort of array, a computer communications array. You can see the microphone he's been using to talk to you. And on the display, you see a timer, and it's counting down. I know you's just being played. I ain't want any more bloodshed. I propose this. You just stand there with weapons pointed at us, and we'll just stand here with our guns pointed at you. Guns, 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 and ain't nobody move. And as he's talking, Victor, you're just seeing the timer countdown. In a few minutes, when this broadcast goes live, you'll see everything. And if after you've seen the broadcast, you still want to kill us, I'll give you my gun myself. And, uh, Victor, the timer says something like, somewhere between a minute and a minute and a half. We got about a minute, Lanners. Lang, give us a short version. I know something's going on, but Hannibal died for us. He died to stop this. If you think he's doing something, tell us. Now, before the broadcast goes off, because once that goes off, we can't reverse it. Sure, yeah, I'll tell you. I'll tell you all about it. I'll be very, very clear. Right to the point. 
and I'll help you understand. Lang now. How do I say it? Um, when we decrypted, that's the word, I guess, the information, we found some very disturbing See, some very disturbing things. Yeah, very, very disturbing things. Do I know how to stop it? Yes, essentially, if you can get to it, which essentially is what they're all trying to stop you to do, you can stop it. If you can defeat these guys, you can you can stop it. Yeah, then I'm going to hide plain sight, run toward the array. Then let's do roll initiative. 25. 34 initiative. Landris, you go first. I already have my bow drawn, so I'm like, you'll have to tell me later, Lang. I'm going to fire at him. Oh, nice. All right, Five foot step away from everyone. I know Ash uses grenades, so I don't want to be clumped together. And start unloading on Lang with blunt arrows. Does a 25 hit him? Uh, yes, because he's flat footed. Okay, 47 non lethal damage. Your arrow smashes against something right in front of him. You see his shield sort of appear. Then you hear ching the sound of the shield just shattering. You break his shield and it goes past it into hurting him. I'm going to shoot one more non uh, blunt arrow at him. Does a 29 hit? 29 does hit. He takes 23 non lethal damage. So that's my first two attacks. And then the rest of these are going to be lethal. 43 hits? Yes. 36 hits? Mm, yes. And 34 hits? Uh, he takes 47 lethal damage, an additional 18 lethal damage. Victor. I'm going to also take a five-foot step away from the group. Okay. So you're going to be going towards what? Either the computer, to the left, or to the right? I'll go forward to the computer, and um, I'm going to use my arc pistol, because uh, I'm sure I'm not on anybody, and I'm going to shoot Soraya. 40 to her touch. Oh, yeah. Then I got. Then I rolled a natural 20 with a 22 to her touch. Yep. And then a 24. Yep. 31 points of damage. You shoot her and it jolts. It seemed like that the cover of the zombies didn't do much versus your pistol. You just definitely were like, Psh, I got this. Like, time stood still. And like, if you followed the arc, it would like went between heads and things and hit her. All of them just connected. And she kind of like shakes a little bit. And you can see one of the tubes like cracks. And you can see some red mist start shooting out of it. Before we move on to the next person, I'm not forgetting this time. Venbot is a thing. Venbot is a thing. <laughs> Lander says, Venbot, go to that console. Yes, indeed you do, sir. I'll be right on it. Uh, he's going to skirt around toward the um, console. He's going to just, I think he's just going to take move actions. So you said skirt around, so he's, he's trying to avoid tax opportunity? Yes. Okay, cool. So uh, I guess two move actions would get him 60 feet, right? All right, so since he's scooting around, he's probably maybe 15, 20 feet away from it now. Okay. Martha! I meant Monica's turn. Why did you say that name? <laughs> Victor, seemingly out of nowhere, right right up in your grill a claw a vicious claw just tries to scrape you from the bottom up tries to i would call it gutting you but it's going vertical you got a 30. that misses she scrapes you just you just see sparks just fly she hits metal and armor and uh you're very happy you're wearing armor yeah 29 nothing nothing she gets another scrape and, and misses but she's right upon me, right? Yes. However, I do need you to make, I'm glad I remember this, a, a will save. I got a 13. That's not, probably not good. It's not the best, I mean, I've ever seen, surely. Did either of those attacks hit your flat-footed AC? Yeah, they both would have hit. Ha-ha! <laughs> Startling appearance. Take that. So let's, let's, let's start with, let's start with the damage. Then we'll get to your will save. 49 points of damage. As she scrapes through, like the metal just buckles and turns underneath her claws leaving these huge gashes afterwards. Blood sprays from your chest across her and hit, hitting the ceiling. You now maybe have an idea how that blood got all over the walls earlier. Okay, well, let's put that to the side. Actually, we're supposed to make an intimidate check first. 
This is like the only roll that you might be able to succeed. 22. What is 10 plus your hit dice plus your wisdom modifier? 25. You're going to succeed, which is one of the few ways you can because you rolled super bad. And actually that check is versus you as well, Lanris. I'd have a 26. Both of you are like not afraid. This is not. I mean, it sucks that you just got slashed, but you're not afraid of it. Sweet. All right, so you don't need to make the will safe since she failed. So she was obviously trying to, like, make a display of everything. But you're like, listen, I killed a giant eldritch monster in the ocean. Claw Snake Lady isn't going to shake me. Thank you, though. Please try again later. I'm going to make a display pretty soon. Next is Shariah. She rips one of the hoses out of her wrist and lets it leak into the room. It's like it just, like, it flies out of her at high speeds, almost like a flamethrower. And it just spreads across the room. And then she closes it up. Everyone make a DC 20 will save. It is an enchantment. A mind affecting enchantment effect. I got a 21. I got a 27. All right, you both save. Iron will already paying off in spades, or however that saying goes. Yeah, you, you did it. It's, it's a good one to save, by the way. It's a level five spell that nobody's gonna want to get. You're not, uh, you're not helping your case here, Jimmy. Jimmy drops to the ground and points his gun at you and fires. As he drops down, like he drops down and aims at you, and you see, ping, out juts out these two stabilizers that dig into the ground. 27 versus your touch AC. Touch? Oh, yeah. These little, like, um, sort of almost like fidget spinners on the sides of them spin, and green light is coming out of where they're blocking, almost like a fan would block if there's light behind it. And you can hear it, like, as it rings out, like, zoom, 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 and it, when it fires, this green blast is, like, dripping things along the way. As it hits you, you feel a crawling sensation all over you, and it sort of reminds you of when you injected nanites into your brain. That same sort of, like, feeling. Make a fortitude save for me. 21. Take one negative level, and you're staggered for one round. Oh, no, 21? Yes. No, never mind. Woo, okay. <laughs> you instead are sickened for 1d4 round. I am sickened for one round. He shouts back at you. It's bigger than both of us, Lannis. The zombies rush at you guys, come over and envelop both of you. As they are uh, just swarming you and viciously biting at you, cannot defend against them all at once. There's just too many. Take 20 points of damage. Ashley, very like, sort of like the way you saw SWAT do it. He like, his training comes and hit him. He points his, as he moves his head, his gun points and he points it right at you, Lannis. And he goes to pull the trigger and then you see that that professional veneer cracks and he, he kind of grits his teeth and he goes Argh! and he hits a button that does something to his gun you hear the gun hum a different tone and then he fires at you 34 to your touch hits 25 points of non-lethal damage okay and then he turns to shoot his other shot at victor who has soft cover Oh, you both have soft cover, by the way. What is he hitting us with? Exactly. You couldn't even see. It. It's like a laser pointer mm -hmm. sort of thing. You just saw that for a second. And then now there's this pinhole in your in your chest. Ooh, 31 to your touch. Yeah, that hits. And he's going to shoot you again with a 13 to your touch. No, that misses. And he hits a button before he shoots you, so you get 14, 24 points of lethal damage. Lethal? Yep. Why is he lethal hitting me? I never did a thing to that guy. <laughs> Kentaro brings his gun down and points it at to the zombies in just a space in between you two. And he lets it rip. Well, he rolls a three. However, it's a plus 20. So he does hit. Freaking Kentaro, what happened to this guy? He's got freaking NPC stats. How does he have them? I don't know, but after the first round, I've already booked below half. Yeah, better be. So. The freaking Psycho Squad, they don't mess around. Someone roll for me, please. 10d6, so that's 40 damage, uh, 60 with the additional 50% damage. Nice. You see the gun as it creates this vortex, like blows half of the troop just across the ground, and they're hitting with such force like heads are exploding. And Kuntaro's like, 
I have not shot this thing in a while. For how good it is, it pulls back the lever to, to reload it. The timer is now at 34 seconds. If you're so sure that we'd be on the same side, why ain't you telling us, Lang? And I'm gonna start firing at Lang. 33 hits? Yep, that hits. Uh, 45 lethal damage. That, after that first hour hits, mm -hmm. you see him just kind of like doze off, and then you hear noises in his suit. The sound of injection. He shakes his head to wake up. Uh, 32. 32 is a hit. 21 more damage. Does 29 hit? Yes, it hits. Uh, it breaks even. Awesome. He takes an additional 19 damage. Okay. He's still up? He is. Will he die? Next shot is... You know what really sucks? Misses what? Is I can't, like, cheat anymore. I can't be like, oh, I want Lang to last another round. Uh, 25 doesn't hit, correct? Correct. When As soon as I gave you that item, I knew I can't cheat anymore. Oh, yeah, I have the, you mean the true sight thing, right? The visor that you got from Alarak. Right. I mean, I guess I'll see how many hit points he has left. I forgot that was a thing. Or is that a standard action to activate? Uh, no, it's it's a it's a free action to get the information off of the device. Okay. So what would you like to know? Uh, Lang's hit. We'll, we'll probably leave it to, if you wanted to get 50 pieces of information, I might split it in between two turns. But right. Generally, you can get what you want. Just Lang's hit point bar. Sure. Less than 12%. Uh, I'll try to shoot my last arrow at him. 26 misses. He's laying on the ground, right? Yes. How close is Venbot to him? 10 feet. Uh, Venbot's going to move over to him. Okay. Venbot, get the guy on the ground. Venbot runs over and goes, You are not a loyalty member. <laughs> Venbot's going to try to, like, grapple him. Okay. Venbot got a 19. Uh, failed. Okay. Come here, come here. Uh, 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 sir, he seems to be resisting. Let me throw this by your big melons, okay? Why would we form a psycho squad of all people be sacrificing ourselves if we didn't believe what we were saying? We know we ain't getting out of this building alive. In a few minutes, SWAT and every special tactic squad is gonna come in here, crashing through the walls and their little zip lines, and we ain't got nowhere to go. We're dying here today. You've been on Psycho Squad, you know how it is. Ain't nobody on Psycho Squad care about anybody else but himself. Psycho Squad is a game of survival, and nobody except scum gets assigned to it. If stabbing the guy next to us in the back meant we get to breathe for five more minutes, well, we wouldn't need the time to consider it. So ask yourselves this, what in the world is so important that a couple of low-life, selfish, good-for-nothing scum sucks like us to die for? Victor. I want to hit Snake Lady with my hammer. 44. Hit. 35? Hit. Uh, 17. That's probably going to miss. And my Slammeroni will be a... I will only allow you to use it if you never call it a Slammeroni again. Ooh, I rolled a natural 20. That's a total Whoa. Slammeroni, then. He can call it. Stop! <laughs> when it's a natural 20, he can call it a Slammeroni. Natural 20, Slammeroni! Confirm 18. 18's not confirmed. Okay, but I got 40, then 38, and then the slam attack is 14. Well, since she, like, tried to gut me, I'm going to hit her underneath her chest, try to, like, knock out her wind, and then, like, twirl back around and hit her again with it. My slam attack, I, I want to hit her with, like, the butt of my handle. Nice. Like, that'd be, like, the slam attack. Sure. As you do that, all the points you hit have these huge dents, which are not popping back out, and you can see she's... Like, almost her chest isn't going in. She's not breathing. She's having a super hard time because it's just crumpled in on her. Doesn't she have to make, like, a fort save or something, Vic, when you hit her multiple times? Oh, oh, no. Yeah, I do have to do something. Yes, she needs to make a fort save. 13. All right, that fails. She is going to be entangled and blinded. Holy crap. So, like, one of those things just clocked her in the head. Yeah, like, let's say that's the slam. When I, when I hit her with the slam attack, with the butt, I hit her in the face. If you look at that picture, she has that sort of, like, um... 
visor thing going on. Four, she has four like red dots where she can see through. You've smashed all those cameras. That's it for you? Level 15, we're all like doing a million things per turn. Yeah, that's it for me. Okay, so Monica is not so fond of you right now. As you like hit her, she like reeling back and the tail of her body is like following her. She's sort of writhing from all the pain. You just like, just a cacophony of hits hit her. And she just starts swinging wildly at where she last saw you. 12, that hits your AC, right? Nope. I'm still guessing 18 is not going to hit it either. Monica with your rolls. She's just flailing wildly. And then she starts clawing at her device, trying to get the face mask off since you blinded her. Shirai, after seeing the zombies hit you, she looks and goes, Ooh, uh, no hard feelings on that one, right? Uh, she's going to cast spell. Make a DC 19 will save, please. 28. You save. However, you become staggered from one round and then take a minus two penalty to armor class. You begin to feel bad about things that you just like solidified in your mind. Like the past week, people have been trying to make me feel bad for a long time, and especially her. And you start feeling a little bit bad about attacking her. And it, it, it feels wrong. Like, this is not how I felt earlier. I made a very strong decision about this and kind of overcome it but that moment of struggle staggers you oh i hate that spell <laughs> <laughs> now it's jimmy's turn it's like there's a huge bolt and he pulls it back chink, and you hear another round go in the gun and he kind of takes a second holds his breath and fires at you that invokes from uh venbot uh venbot's gonna try to disarm him 22 no just shrugs the machine off and fires again does anybody know why a vending machine is trying to take away my gun 27 to your touch AC. Oh, yeah. This time, a different round comes out. This purple thing comes out. Nothing that, like, leaks behind it, but behind it is sort of, like, the waves that when you, like, when you see the road and it's super hot, you kind of see things kind of distort. There's that behind it. It trails, and as it slams into you, you begin to sort of retch as you feel terrible in your body. Well, you feel like sores appear. Uh, you are now suffering from radiation sickness as he hits you with a radiation Shout. 1d4 points of conjuring and 1d4 points of strength damage. Whoa. Okay. All right. Top side's coming to screw us in our bottom side. You're right, we shouldn't be fighting against each other. Put your guns down and let's let this broadcast happen. The, the, the city needs to know. Zombies. As the zombies are clamoring over you guys and, and, and attacking you, all right, and all that, you hear what is the sound of, of essentially of an avalanche. Uh, that's, that's too strong of a word, but as, as the ceiling crumbles around you, and sort of landing in the ground and in a superhero pose, Shiva. And she looks up at you guys and her eyes go from blue to red in an instant. And she starts decimating the zombies. She takes like a zombie and smashes its head against the walls, it explodes. And at the same time moves around with her other arm and like knocks one in the stomach to push another one. And she starts just rinsing through the zombies and, and tearing them to pieces like an animal tearing through it. And she destroys all of the zombies. The zombies are gone. Uh, Ashley's turn. He just keeps like turning like quick 90 degrees, quick shots, bam, bam, bam. For Landris, we got a 21 to your touch AC. Yes. For Victor, I've got a 28. Yep. For a second one at Victor, I got a 12. Nope. 26 points on Landris. And 21 points to Victor. Uh, Landris, that's non-lethal. Yep. That is Kentaro's turn. Well, he's going to follow, I think, what the instructions were, which was we target freaking Shariah. So he points the gun at Shariah and says, bye-bye, lady, and fires the gun. Yep, I think a 35 will hit her. Somebody roll me 10d6. 28. It sort of knocks her back, but she recovers. That's uh, everybody's turn. The timer now says... 
28 seconds. Lanris, your turn. You like vomit and you see things moving around in your vomit. Very small, looks like it's undulating. I'm gonna hide in plain sight. Like start moving in one direction when I disappear. And then as I disappear, start moving in another direction to throw them off. I'm moving closer to the button around the right side of the room. You get about 20 feet closer to the button. Venbot is going to rage. Oh yeah, he's gonna rage and attack uh, Jimmy Lang. 29, 28, and 31. Oh yeah, they all hit. <laughs> He rolled really high. Okay, so he does 23 damage to Lang. I hate that he's the one who defeats Lang. <laughs> Venbot like shoots out pancake mix <laughs> into his eyes. Then he just falls on him. He's like, I don't know what I'm doing and falls on him. And just the weight of this giant vending machine and Lang like cries out as you can hear like something hit, uh, maybe snap in his back and he passes out. <laughs> Amazing. Did he, did he pass out or did he kill him? Your, your indicator, dude, uh, it says danger and risk of death. Vitals dangerously low. Vitals dangerously low. Is it my turn? Yep. I'm going to try to finish Snake Lady off. She was supposed to do the most damage. She had all these cool things where she can move through your square and get all these hidden attack damages. And she's going to cloak. And you're just like, you can't see. You're dead now. 39. Hit. 43. How do you kill her? You know what? It's been a theme. <laughs> I'm just going to smack her in the face again. Just try to cave the whole helmet in on her face. As you smash it, she's like reaching for it and you smash it, crushing her fingers in with it. And when like you take away the hammer, her face is a, is just like it's caved in into her skull with her hands caved into her face. And she just flops with the rest of her body following in the snake-like way. I'm going to run towards the button. Okay, we'll make it 30 feet to the button. Shariah kind of looks around and she says, You know, I put in a little something extra in that data just for you, Landris. In a few minutes, everyone in this entire city is going to know your little secret hiding place. You can hear her scream and it looks like she's being torn apart. And then suddenly it sort of stops and cleanly happens as two copies, exact copies of her kind of walk out and flicker in around her space. And you're not sure which one is the real one anymore. Ash kind of looks around and says, uh, this isn't looking good, Shariah. I don't know if we can do this. And he fires all three shots out at Victor. 31, 26, and 14 to your touch. All but the last one hit. 43 points of damage. So I'm at two hit points. He, you see, he targets two precise shots on your brain. You kind of feel like the little nub of, of the hole in your head. And you kind of like convulse a little bit, but then your, your body stops seizing. That's Ashley. Kentaro's turn. Kentaro's going to do another shot. Um, he hits because he literally, even unless he rolls a one. 31. He fires. He hits like her and the two mirror images as well. They kind of explode into shock. They're actually shocking images. And she falls to the ground and kind of like is trying to pick herself up. And Kentaro kind of like goes over and puts the, the gun at her head and says, we weren't counting on that, were you? Shiva runs over to Ashley and literally like pounces on him like a panther. Just runs it all four and jumps at him with her claws out. I will, if I may, sacrifice some of my stealth and say when she runs at him, don't kill him. Kill him! <laughs> well, you two counsel out, so now she's gonna do what she wants. She digs in with her claws and lands him on the ground, has like hit her claws up in his sides and does a lot of damage. And she growls in his face. Lanris's turn, and now the clock reads 22. Then Matt's gonna go back to his original programming and go hit the stop button. Okay, he goes over and he's like, I don't know what these do! And he's hitting all the buttons and eventually hits the stop button. I'm gonna stealth over to Lang. I'm gonna go over and make a heal check on him to stop him from bleeding out. Uh, 30. Great success, he's stabilized. Okay, and I do say again, don't kill him, Shiva. Victor. I'm going to hit myself with a nanite canister gun. I healed myself because I'm not really worried because 
Kentaro's got a gun on her, so. I think we can end initiative. Okay. Okay. And we can jump into it if it calls for it. I guess we're going to, let's resolve what's happening with Ashley right now. She was just like, just fiercely breathing in his face uh, from all the exertion and just digging the claws in deeper as he screams out. The gun's out of his hand. I reappear and say, Vic, barricade the door. I'm kind of hurting right here. Yeah, me too, but we got to see what this broadcast is. Fine. I walk over to the door. And I walk, too. I'm like, not hurrying at all. <laughs> I am mad. And as, as you go over, Ashley's like, let it broadcast. Come on, man. Ah! Too late for that. We'll see. Maybe we'll cut a little bit out of it first. Shirai is just looking down the barrel at Kentaro, not saying anything. And Kentaro kind of has the thing like, move. Just try it. See what happens. Kentaro, knock her out. She's undead. I think if I knock her out, I kill her. I don't know. I'm not sure how undead stat works. <laughs> it's not the case. No, that's constructs, Kentaro. Let me, let's get a lesson. Let me open up the okay. wirewood. <laughs> he butts her with the side of his gun and she falls unconscious. 22, boom, down, down, down. Three, two, one. And then information just starts flowing on the screen. Where'd you come from, Shiva? Staring at the guy, bearing her teeth. Her eyes kind of blink blue and kind of looks at you and says, uh, sound like you guys were in trouble. I'm glad you were nearby. No one says a word to Sarah about this. <laughs> As the thing finishes decrypting, a bunch of information is displayed, including true to to, true to Shariah's form, the location of of the boogeyman. Mm -hmm. But more disturbing, all the details of various projects, but the one that's sort of displayed well enough is it says Project Final Countdown. And it details, and there's a ton of evidence, including schematics, official correspondence, but it details a teleportation of the entire upper platform off of this planet and back to the home world and leaving the lower Kadesh behind. But that's not the most distressing. There's a little bit of information. It's a casualty report and it says 100% mortality rate for everyone left behind on the surface of the planet. And these are all reports from like high people up in the in the government. Well, first I'm going to hit the backspace button on the location of the boogeyman. <laughs> okay. I'm going to hop on my communicator. Do it. Yes, report. Give me one good reason not to broadcast this. Given that Lang said it would cause riots, I believe that should be enough information. How much did you know about this? I do not even know what it is it says. Shut down the lockdown. Let us in. Uh, is he on any of the reports? His name's not on any of the reports. Though his, I should say his position, as it were, are on the reports. It talks about people in the police. You know, our men in the police department have done this and this and this. So it's, it's, it's what's it called? Uh, inconclusive whether or not. It includes him, but very possible. DeWitt, you can come in here. We're not letting down the lockdown yet. What did he say to you? He's gotten to you. Listen. Fine. I'm coming to the front. And the whole time, Ash, he's just like trying to, like, he's just like holding onto his, under uh, like one of her claws. Ash, where'd you guys find this? <laughs> it's the reports. We're, uh, we were assigned to go through all the information you gave the boss. After we decrypted it, that was everything. Uh, we saw this. We knew the city had to know. And we knew that if we tried anything, anything, ah, the same people that were able to get this all done and hide it from us, they would just bury it. They'd bury it under their guys in the news. They got guys in the police. Ah, this is the only way to tell the city. Venbach, can you make a copy? Yes, sir, I can. Careful, Vic. All right. I head that way. Uh, you have to get, like, the key card information off of Lang. You go over, you open up just the one security door in the front. And true to form, it's just a way. He's not with him. And he walks through, and I assume you close it back up again. Mm-hmm. And he follows you and he goes, what's going on, Victor? I don't, I can't really explain it. You're going to have to see for yourself. It's not good. You sound like Lang. You'll see in just a second. You get into the room. Guitar has the gun on Hannibal. What is happening here? 
You don't have got to point the gun at him, Gintaro. He kind of looks at you and hesitates, but then he points the gun back down at the ground. This is the data that was decrypting. They found it. They thought the city should know. I don't disagree. He goes over and he looks at it. So this is what they've been trying to hide. This is, this is the information you've been fighting so hard to get to. This is undeniable. Look at all of this. And he's just like, there's just so much evidence. It's overwhelming. <laughs> Who watches the Watchmen? <laughs> Did did you know about this? No, I did not know about this. You think if I knew about this, I would let it happen? Do you do you think I'm a part of this? You don't have to be angry. I'm just asking. I, no, but we have to make sure. You cannot broadcast that. Then what do we do with it? We take things the legal way. We don't incite riots and tear down the city. Look how deep this goes. What legal way is going to work for this? Look at the names on these reports. And of course, as, as you now expect, you see President Catan on a bunch of it. Anything short of a total overthrow isn't going to work. He's very clearly thinking. Ash kind of like coughs up blood as, he's, as he tries to get a word in. Don't listen to him. He's one of the guys that's been keeping this secret. Why do you think he gave it to Lang and us? He didn't think we'd ever crack it. What are you listening to him for? Just broadcast it. Why don't you trust him? Why do you think he's one of the ones hiding it? Captain of the police and commissioner. You think the guys that got all this done, they were able to manipulate everything. Want to be able to put their own men in the spot of commissioner? They did it once before with Shaw. Yeah, and we overthrew him. Shaw, that's it. That's how we get this information across. What do you mean? Shaw's going to be taken to court tomorrow morning. The whole entire city is going to see it. It's being broadcasted by every major station in the entire Lower Kadesh and Upper. We can reveal this at that case. Why wait? Because if we do that that way, then it's legal. We do it that way, it's the right way. We don't end thousands of innocent lives with rioting as this information floods the streets all at once. I don't even have control of the station anymore. Lang was a lot of things, but he was right. If riots happen right now... There's nothing we can do to mitigate it, to help protect the innocent people of Kadesh, to stand tall for our neighbors. We cannot do that right now. This isn't going to be clean either way. There's going to be riots. And with the men under my command, we can do this right. We can help preserve life. But I can't do it now, with everyone halfway across the other side of the city. I like the idea. What do you guys think? It won't be Shah on trial, but the whole upper Kadesh, President Katan himself. Uh, Shiva looks up at you and says, How are you going to pull that off? What lawyer's crazy enough to take on this kind of case? His sister. I mean, she's not crazy, but she'll do it. Kentaro finally puts the gun back in the sling and says, Well, to me, as good as plan as any. And you know what? When I think of the choices, we want to be different from Baron. I think this is the way to go. But let's be clear, my sister's not doing it. Dude, she's a goddess. Just let her go. Well, who else is going to do it? I don't know. We, we find someone else if we can, but I don't need that spotlight on my sister. Look, this could be the last for any of us. Anytime. You can't just, you can't just keep being protective of her. Overprotective of her. Let's ask her and see what she wants to do. All right, fine, but she's going to say no. I'm going to go over and treat Ash's wounds. Shiva, let me, we're done. It's okay. <laughs> she's still kind of like slowing down her breath. You sure? And she kind of twists one of her claws. Ah! I could do it quick. You do it to her. I just showed it to Shariah. Fine. And she pulls her claws out real quick and like squirts of blood come out as she does that. Freaking crazy mechanical lady. <laughs> I give her a thumbs up. <laughs> she gives you a little knowing nod back and she goes over and picks Shariah up by like the top of the uh, her shirt and Shariah's just super limp and actually kind of light. You can almost hear like the bones rattling. So what are we doing with this? Yeah, what's going to happen to uh, Psycho Squad, I say, as I'm treating Ash's wounds? DeWitt looks around the room and sees, like, the dozens of dead police officers. They had to be held account for the murder of their fellow police officers in cold blood. She's dangerous. Yeah, say so we, uh, expedite Shariah's trial. It's not how we do things. I think she's actually already dead. Landris, we are men of law. 
Let us not stoop down to their levels of the men who we fight against. We act as they do, with their same justifications, that we are no better than them. I don't care who's better. What I care is that is that she tried to broadcast a way to basically kill me to the entire city. And she will be held to that before a court of law. And what's going to stop her from screaming it out? It'll be well after we tell the city tomorrow. Shiva, I believe, please put down my co-worker. And she even kind of looks to you, Landris, for approval. Like, I want to shake my head at her, but also be like, thumbs up. <laughs> uh, pass secret message, uh, bluff. 24. Okay. So you kind of like put him down, but what you're really saying is, is do what you want, Shiva. So Shiva kind of smirks and says, I don't work for you to Hannibal. And she takes Shri by the back of the head and smashes it, uh, her head across her knee. And you can just see that the skull cracks and crumbles. And she just takes a handful of the tubes, rips them open, and then the red liquid just, just pours out everywhere. And she drops Shri to the ground. Oops. It slipped. <laughs> Gosh. Animal kind of like breathes in deep, but I mean, look around like he can do anything about it right now. So how are we getting the data to the trial without getting intercepted by some of these high up people? Hand it to me. You can make a copy. It's right there. But I feel like we should help escort it there. I agree. One copy with me, one copy with you. Let us go visit your sister. I give Ash like a wink. He doesn't know what that means. The surviving members of SWAT that backed you up arrest him. End line. I, I tell him that I will attest on his behalf. Like, he wasn't trying to murder me. Like, he was basically strong-armed into doing this by Lang. He kind of nods a little bit and says, We almost died for that. You're going to get that out. You better get it out right. Everyone's going to know one way or another. And you see he kind of looks so sorrowful of you past the corpse of Monica. You want me to do what? I, I don't. We need to find a way to bring this to court, and this is the best way we've come up with. There's no way. No way. No way. See? Ignore... <laughs> Ignoring the fact that we're talking about bringing the highest echelons of our government to stand trial. Who are you going to charge? Conspiracies are called that for a reason. There's no way to get names of people to charge. At best, you'll throw a few potsies in jail while the rest go free. This is career suicide. If I do this and I don't win, which I won't, I will be laughed out of every courtroom I ever try to go into. Again, I have scooted over to Dahlia's side of this conversation. and I have my <laughs> arms crossed and I'm like, yeah, yeah. Fine, let's just give up on everything. Game over, man. Game over. It's over. Let's just give up. They win. Let's all just lay out in the streets and die. Ready to be burned! Because that's all it is. All y'all ever do is argue and, and back and forth and back and forth. Oh, I'm afraid. I'm afraid. We know it's about to end, so let's do something! I am tired of this. I'm giving up everything for this. I'm giving up my wife, my family to do this, but I want to save this city. So that they can have a life to live. Even if it sacrifices myself, which I'm pretty sure is going to happen. I'm okay with that because I just want them to be happy to have a life. Tired of arguing. I'm tired of all this. I just want to do something. Hannibal looks at Dahlia. I push the paperwork through. I wield the power of the entire Lower Kadesh police force to track down and bring any witnesses you want to the stand. We have all the evidence and names decrypted and cataloged. We just need a competent lawyer to put it all together and make the case convincing enough to get us hurt. Dolly kind of looks at you with, with, with like incredible understanding eyes. Maybe not understanding, but like affected by what you just said. Dahlia, you're the only hope we got here. We don't know anybody. We can't. It's take forever. Yeah, it might not work, but it's all we got. The only way I can get this done, Victor, is 
to defend Shaw. We defend him, a plea of guilty under extenuating circumstances. I can argue that he was forced to do what he did under threat of death from these people. I've seen it my own freaking parents, man. I saw what they do to people that don't agree with them. It's a long shot, but it might work. And even if we lose the case, your evidence will be heard. And, and, and that way we don't need to call Katan to the stand or anyone else that can be their fall guy. I understand the trial's already going to be nationally syndicated. I understand it's your best shot, but you're asking me to defend the guy who nearly got us killed, not to mention was complicit in what happened to my parents. You're asking me to get him off the hook. Speaking of that, the data that they uncovered, wasn't there any, was there supposed to be data about fixing that, my parents? I, we can just say that you've been looking through it as, as you've been coming here, and you found nothing about that. Ooh. It looks like it was it was the, when I say it got it got to the preliminary phase. I mean it was proposed and then immediately shot down by Solzhenitsyn as unnecessary. She kind of leans forward to Victor and looks at you and says, "All right, before I agree to this, you need to tell me something. What are you prepared to do? We do this. There's no turning back. We've seen what they're willing to do. They've come after family. They've killed everyone else who's gotten in their way. We do this. We go." All the way. We're all in. So I ask you again, what are you prepared to do? I look up at her and I look her straight in the eyes. I'm prepared to give my life and all that I have. If it makes Sarah and my baby safe, I'll give whatever. The guitar speaks up and says, I'm prepared to do whatever it takes to bring these guys down. And Hannibal says, I'm prepared to do everything within the law. Shiva kind of like almost cracks her neck, but there's not much left to crack. I'm prepared to do everything they've done to me and more. I've been ready. If the last two weeks are testament to what I'm ready to sacrifice, then this isn't going to be any different. <sighs> All right, then let's get started. Where's this evidence you were talking about? You hand over the evidence, and you guys spend hours pouring through the evidence, practicing your testimonies. Just to writ, it's over and over again. It's like you're tired, but like you're drinking coffee to stay up because you guys got till tomorrow to get this done. I make a run to the nearest corner store to pick up some more Algios. It's the end of the day. You guys are spent and everyone gets ready to spend their last peaceful night in Kadesh. Hope goes out to the balcony of a small hotel room that Baron was forced to get since uh, none of you would let him go anywhere near your homes. Hope elected to keep an eye on him. Hope walks over to Baron who's looking out on the city with a few papers in her hand. Here, write you the questions Dahlia's going to ask you. You really think this little plan of yours is going to work? Your co-conspirators are an incompetent and the infirmed. You must feel real bad then to have been overcome by such rabble. It's a solid plan. Once the city gets its information in their hands, we'll be the ones outnumbering our enemies for once. You're really going to be so quick to throw away your life. Every day's my last. The Legion taught me that. Fear of death doesn't survive war. I don't mean give up your ghost. I mean your life's purpose. Are you really going to give up on your wish? That's what you're doing, don't you see? They're trying to get back to the homeworld, and if memory serves, the only reason you didn't die next to me was because you wanted to go back and stop this war which you mentioned so often. Why have you allied yourself with the side that won't get you home? Hey, scumbag, you're the one who fecked up my plan. I was all set to fulfill the wish. We were this close to the picture when you decided to do what you're best at and screw everything up. So save me the lecture. Now I'm going to do what good I can with the life I have. Of course, I wouldn't expect you to understand that. Don't talk like one of them, Hope, with their black and white. We both know it's not going to work, Valerian. You aren't going to convince me of your merits. And don't try that. The people I killed were already going to die, bullcrap with me either. 
by your logic every rancid person out there who murdered would get off because their victims were mortal. Your charms won't work on me, I've become immune to your venom. Too much exposure will do that. Besides, you speak to me of giving up on what I wanted. What about you, eh? Am I supposed to believe that you spent your entire time here working for them, killing and risking your life, and now you'll tear down everything you helped build? For me? I don't expect you to believe anything, Hope. All I can do is put the truth in your hands. What you do with it, I obviously can't control. You're too smart for that. I have in front of me a daughter that reality had to break its own laws to provide me. I would rather have the thing in front of me than the chance at something else. I've never met anyone who was willing to take the bird in the hand instead of risk the two in the bush. I know you better than anyone else here. I know your weakness. You are selfish. You will stop at nothing to get what you want. You want to convince me it's me and not your homeworld, kingdom, and lost love? Then you see this through. And if we survive, only then will I believe you. Until then, I'm going to assume at any moment you're still more in love with yourself than me. Here are the lines. Try to screw us over and I'll kill you. Don't forget, I've beheld your corpse before, Baron Samity. So choose your moves carefully. I'll be watching you. You know me so well, but I wonder do you know yourself as well? Because I can see your weakness too. You want to know what it is? It's your name. You're back at your apartment, way up on the 200th and some off floor. I think each time we've given this a different number, but the listeners <laughs> know. It's like Harry Potter's moving stairwells. Kintaro's <laughs> working out right before he goes to bed in that home. Jimmy got him, and he's cut out the picture of Nuck Chores, put it up at the head of it. He's like, I'm doing it for you. <laughs> and he kind of, he finally finishes, and he kind of has like a towel around his neck to be as stereotypical as I can get. Uh, killing Shariah, that wasn't too much, was it? Yeah, it looks at you goes, might have been a little too much. Well, I mean, yeah, Shiva was excessive, but, I mean, we couldn't let her live, right? Landris, everybody's been telling you what you should do. I think you already know how I feel. I think there's a right and a wrong. And I think I've already been doing too much killing. I don't know, I look for opportunities to, to stay in my hand instead of use it. Yeah, but, like, the, the cost of staying there. She was willing to tell everyone. I'd be back like I was before, dying. Worried every day. How much wrong can we let by if we're not willing to do a little bit of wrong ourselves? There's a net wrongness, and I'd like to think that this way reduced it, if just a little bit. I think there's a lot of people in this city that deserve to be behind bars or many miles beneath the ocean. But I just don't think I'm the one to do it. Uh, that's why Shiva did it. <laughs> I don't think we get to decide. It's just, just because somebody wronged me doesn't mean I get to decide whether or not they live or die. But we'll continue wronging you. We'll try their hardest. I know, but it's... What are you asking me for? You know we're just going to get in an argument. You know we don't agree on this. Because I want to understand. Because what gives us the right? Who give, What gives us the right to be the one that gets to pull the trigger, huh? Isn't that the reason there's government and laws? Because individuals, if every individual gets to kill whoever he thinks probably should die, this it'd be, people will be going on rampages. We, we have the people in the streets. Someone has to be ob objectively determined, and that's what courts are for. It's what your lawyer, it's what your sister does. And I think that works for like the majority of cases, but don't you think we're in like a little bit of a special scenario where a supernatural entity that will possess me and take over my body, the knowledge of its location is being held hostage? Like what government can do anything about that? I mean, I, I spared Ash, I spared Lang. I mean, Vic murdered the hell out of that snake lady. He did, really. He, he has a penchant for killing women. <laughs> Crushing their head. Yeah, he has no equal opportunity smasher. 
I just want I just want you to understand where I'm coming from because I want you to think that I'm, you know, enjoying murdering people. I just don't want to have my body taken over by some weird clown chess playing monster. I just think that every time we decide who lives or die makes it that much easier the next time. And I don't want you to be possessed again. You think I want that? Of course I don't. Just as the guy who's being extorted for his life savings doesn't want to be extorted or his wife's being held hostage. There's just other ways to deal with it than, especially when you have the person already captured. Listen, I didn't bring this up. I'm not trying to make you feel about it. You asked me. I'm not saying I don't understand it. You're asking me whether I think it's right or wrong. I think objectively, morally, it's wrong. I think I think if you killed her two seconds earlier when she was slinging a spell at you, then it would have been fine. But there's that line that we crossed when we have her knocked out in her hands and we, we crush her skull. I don't want to like say I'm right or anything. I just don't want you to be mad at me. I'm not. I'm not mad at you. Or think that I'm like some crazy psychopathic killer. He kind of like purses his lips. Hey! I don't think you're a killer. I just don't want to see you become one. And I'm not. I promise. You have. You have. <laughs> The impetuance of youth. Listen to an old man for five seconds. In youth, it's so much easier to just... You get older, it's just not as easy as all. And I think there's some good in that. So this this all works. What are we going to do? Probably die. Well, that's a depressing thought. I'm glad Victor said what he said. It's kind of knocked me into thinking about the way things... I think he's right. I think that... I think we've been toying around too much with, with normalcy. That's why we have these conversations, because we're thrust into a world of abnormal circumstance. And just trying to apply the basic tenets of life to it. It's why I was dumb enough to propose to you. Like we're going to spend any time married together. Like tomorrow could not be our last day. Like we're going to freaking live in this apartment the rest of our lives. <laughs> Victor's right. This is make it or break it. It's it's time to move forward to stop being so afraid of what's going to happen. Because we've seen it. The worst is already going to happen and already did happen. I just wish we could have spent more time together. <sighs> Me too. Maybe. Maybe we'll make it worth it though. Maybe. We can make sure the rest of the... And he kind of looks out the window at the sprawling city. The rest of these people get that chance. Maybe that's what our lot in life is. Maybe that's our... And he smirks, knowing that it's going to bother you. Our fate is... I throw something at him. <laughs> He's like, ah! Listen, how much more of a denier can you be? We talked to a god who said she set stuff up for us. How much more evidence you need? That's not fate. Fate doesn't have hands putting stuff in place, I thought. That's literally a person... An entity doing stuff that they want. That is the exact opposite of fate. <laughs> Fate's just something else bigger than us moving and working. Iomate, yeah, Dolly's a little taller than me, but not that much bigger. <laughs> what changed your mind on the whole marriage thing? Am I just that special? I remember you saying that uh, you thought it was dumb that Vic shackled himself to one person. Weird that you would remember that right now. What happened is I became an old man and... Who, whose fur and veneer was stripped off of him and was left with nothing but wrinkles and the knowledge that he's going to die in a few years. I wanted to ensure, uh, assure that the, the rest of him would be happy. Believe me, every time we have any kind of like, he's like about to get, like he's like getting real close and then he kind of like puts his hand up. Believe me, every time we argue because my old age, please be of a different perspective than you, makes me wonder what a maniac I am to marry somebody freaking, what is it, a hundred years younger than me. Well, I, I hope I'm making you happy. I'm trying. <laughs> you are. It's nice. Even if our quality time is shooting skeleton ladies and defending ourselves against police officers that have been resurrected from the dead, at least I'm doing it with you. Remember when we uh, were just a bunch of dumb fools playing truth or dare on a boat, getting dared to kiss each other for 60 seconds? <laughs> yeah, I'm surprised he didn't shy away from that. It was freaking terrifying, but what was I going to do? He gets close to you and says, I ain't so shy about doing it now. Well, we've got some time to kill before the uh, court in the morning. You two spend your last night together. Lanris. 
The dream revisits you. The dream where you're standing outside, looking in on something that's happening. Something with bright lights, but you can't see through the fog of the glass. In comes the train. steps out same exact time as every time you've had this dream last stop will it be all aboard you get up do you have your ticket you reach in to feel for the ticket and then you wake up like the times before victor how are you spending your last night in kadesh uh, i'm gonna uh go go uh to her wherever she's staying uh where, where do we last leave off i think she she actually was kind of agreeing let's stay together again she had been with spencer Okay, well, I wait for her to come home. You're gonna? Are you at Dahlia's house? Is that where you guys are sleeping? Yeah. She gets home real late at night. She had a late shift, kind of like straight up to bed sort of thing, and, and finds you in, in the bed. How you doing? Oh, I didn't mean to wake you. You didn't. I haven't gone to sleep yet. Uh, long day. <laughs> yeah, long day. You wouldn't believe what happened to me. Now tell me. She tells you all about her day. It's a sort of almost the comfort of mundanity, whereas before it'd be like, I really cannot stand to hear about my wife's day one more time because it's just the same record on loop. But it's kind of nice. Right, right. I'm just sitting there smiling at her. And then like partway through, she's just like, what? Just really love you. Oh, and she kind of like parts your hair away from your face, puts her hand on your cheek. Love you too. What hair? <laughs> uh, that's a good point. Listen. <laughs> You're going to be okay, aren't you? Am I going to be okay? No, I, I know you will be. You're very strong. She kind of like, she knows you back and forth and she kind of squints around. What's wrong? Oh, there's so much that's wrong, but I'm I'm not really worried about it. She sees a mark on your chest for where Monica gets you and she goes, oh, Victor, you're her. And she kind of moves your shirt aside. Victor, here, l- lie down. Take your shirt off. Uh, okay. And she takes the stuff from her like mobile kit and she starts treating you. What'd you get into today? <laughs> uh, snake ladies, Baron. He didn't hurt us, but oh man, it's just so much going on. Dahlia seems to be all riled up. Yeah, we got something big happening tomorrow. Anything I can do to help? Just be you. <laughs> she kind of smiles. That smile, that sort of like it reminds you of when you first met her and you guys caught each other's eyes from across the room and she gave that sort of smile. You've made me a better man. You really have. How's it look down there? Am I better? I just kind of stopped treating as just like staring at you and uh, locking eyes with you and says, there wasn't much to make better. You, you were pretty perfect when I first met you, you know. Maybe a little more hair on the top. That'd be the only thing I'd change. <laughs> yeah, me too, but... Well, you've checked out me. Let's see how you look. I like caress her, her belly. She's like, what are you doing? She like almost knocks her away. What are you... That feels weird. What are you doing? Nothing. <laughs> hey, what if, uh... What if you were, like, uh, you know, gonna have a baby? What would you do? What if I was gonna have a baby? Yeah, like, what What would you, you name it? And... Oh, boy. I don't know. It's been so long since I've last had to think about the possibility. What would I name her? I don't know. What would you name her? Or him? <laughs> I mean, it's gonna be her. Both know that. Oh, yeah? Definitely. Oh, well, then probably Victoria. How about that? <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. Really don't. Victoria's not half bad. I don't know if I can have two Vicks around, though. One's enough trouble. You'd be a good mom. I know you would. And you'd be a great dad. I think our our daughter would have a fine role model to look up to. But you know, if we have a kid, then we gotta bring, you know, the grandparents are gonna want to get involved with this. We're gonna have to deal with my mom and dad. Good news is they'll sh- they'll just, like, spoil her run. They will shower her with gifts. They, uh, they're good people. I know they haven't always liked me and you being with me, but... 
I have gotten into a lot of trouble. <laughs> well, and she gives you a very married kiss on the lips. There's no one else I'd rather get into more trouble with. We've got a uh, court thing tomorrow. Oh, when is it? Maybe I can go. No, I've got work no. in the morning, but no, don't I can do anything in the. Don't go. I don't know what's going to happen there. Okay. But you just you just go to work and and do all that. And... I don't know. I feel so detached from. I feel like I've been going to work and you guys have been doing all these exciting things. Not, not, not that I want to be a part of it. I don't mean like I want to go I'm shooting up the town with you guys, but I mean, I feel like I want to be part of your life. You are always a part of my life. Every decision I make, I try to make it because of you. Anyway, uh, it's getting late. Yeah, and I got an early shift. I keep telling them not to give me a late shift and then a morning shift, but like they listen to me. And she yawns and stretches and gets undressed and crawls into the bed with you. You know, if I would have known how good uh, skin feels on fur and she rubs your chest, I would have made you transform a long time ago. Yeah? She smiles. You got turned into a cat for me, and now I'm turned into a, well, a half-elf. Big lovable stud is what you turned into. She kisses you. I just cuddle her. I just hold her. Try to be kind of sneaky, but put my hand on her stomach and just kind of rub it. Okay. You have a very sweet, sort of gentle, calming night with her. Victor, in your dream, you stand amongst the dead the same time every time that you've had this vision, or a vision, from Ioma Day. You realize you're in one, and there she is in her armor, and she says to you, Believe in your darkest hour, when there seems no way out. Let my symbol see the sun, and I will lend you my aid. Take heart, for you were chosen before the wish. In your heart you have planned your course, and I have established your steps. Believe. Believe in yourselves. And then you wake up, you feel for your wife, she's already gone to work, and it's the morning. Miss Malleus, you may begin your defense. Thank you, Your Honor. Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, I want to thank you for your patience and attentiveness while the prosecution made their case. It was an impressive show. But it is my intention to demonstrate how the very same evidence they put forward to show Mr. Shaw's guilt will also prove that Mr. Shaw's actions were the result of extortion of the worst kind. A forced hand brought about by a conspiracy which served to deceive Mr. Shaw and all the people of Kadesh. And because of that conspiracy, Mr. Shaw was forced to do these things and was driven to ensure the tower's construction, the symbol and source of the conspiracy. What you watching, Sarah? Oh, hey, Spencer. Is it your lunch break, too? Uh, my husband's testifying at Shaw's trial today. Oh, yeah. Everyone's been talking about that all day. How'd Victor get involved? The way he usually does. Just trying to help people. It's what he's best at. Miss Shiva, you were experimented on, were you not? I was. I was kidnapped, traded, then had parts of my body lobbed off over and over again as they replaced them with machines. I've never seen someone with so much cybernetic work. I thought there was a threshold that people couldn't pass. There is. After a certain amount of cybernetic replacement, the body produces cancer. However, I was a genetic miracle. They found they could pretty much replace as much as they wanted on me. It didn't matter. Sometimes they'd take away parts just for fun. They removed my left breast just because it was 
uneven. Why would they do such a thing? Dr. DeSocio was hired to do it. Started out innocent enough, researched money for a good cause, but as time went on and results were scarce, they demanded a return on their investments. He had to get results or pay the price. Ladies and gentlemen, to corroborate her testimony, in a moment I will read to you the logs taken from Dr. DeSocio's lab, recorded by the man himself. However, before we excuse her from the stand, Miss Shiva, in your professional opinion, as someone who has had first-hand experience with the people who had commissioned Dr. DeSocio, what price would he have paid for going against their wishes? He would have been killed. In fact, Dr. DeSocio's dead. Mr. Malleus, I believe we all recognize you as one of the persons responsible for taking down the machine that was going to transform the entire city a few weeks ago. What was it the papers called you? The Heroes of Kadesh. That's right. Tell me, what was the machine's function? It would transform everyone into elves from Anthros. I see, and that was part of Project Unity, correct? Correct. When you became aware of this device's intended deployment, you took action. Yeah, I informed my uh, supervisor, uh, Captain DeWitt of Psycho Squad. He initiated Broken Arrow, and we set off immediately to arrest Councilman J.G. Locke. Councilman Locke? Why is that? Uh, He had been put in charge of Project Unity. After we showed up at his offices, we found he had hired members of the Gemini gang to dress up as police officers and delay us. Delay you? By trying to kill you? Correct. After we entered his offices, we found materials that pointed to the launch date being the same day. I see. And as the prosecution has so firmly stated, this is when my client, Commissioner Shaw, attempted to stop you. That's correct. After you had just narrowly escaped death in a gigantic shootout, and right before you stopped the machine from being deployed in another shootout that resulted in the death of several men. That is also correct. Your actions may have prevented Project Unity from being successful that day, but that wasn't the end of it, was it? No. Uh, In a few days, Datadyne released its reversal process to the public. Datadyne. Now, this is the same company that made those set-top boxes we talked about earlier, the ones that would drive its users to fits of insanity, in some cases near coma, destroying some people's lives forever. Yes. Most people never recovered. Including my own parents. Lanris and Victor, looks like you have fighting you yet. Gentlemen, get word to every corner of the city, every hiding place that bears Comet's mark. Tell them all their High Lord says. It's time. Mr. Kintara, will you please read this birth certificate? It says, Kintaro, born on this date, half-elf descendant, cat aspect. To be adopted immediately after. Thank you. That is enough. This is your birth certificate, is it not? It is. So you were born with the aspect of a cat, but now you're a half-elf. A result of the very same technology that Datadyne has been using to turn people back into their elf selves. Is this correct? Yeah. Datadyne told everyone that their procedure was to give people a choice. What they didn't tell everyone was that their procedure was only one way. 
I went with a friend of mine who had also been turned back into an elf to a clinic to get the transformation procedure, and it didn't work. Are you saying once you use the reversal technology, you can't go back? That is correct. They haven't advertised this at all. They've been tricking the people of the city. Their forced transformation plan didn't work, so now they're doing this. Objection, Your Honor! How do we know that this wasn't a mistake, a one-time error, and not the result of the reversal technology? Sustained, Miss Malleus, you're going to have to provide more than one man's testimony to make this claim. Of course, Your Honor. And that's what the next 40 witnesses on my list are for. And half of the courtroom stand up. And she kind of looks back at them and looks at the judge with a smirk. Shall we start at the top? Objection, Your Honor! What does Project Unity or these testimonies have to do with Edwin Shaw? If you allow us to continue, Your Honor, you'll understand shortly. Objection overruled. Proceed, Miss Malleus. Thank you, Your Honor. Mr. Irons, you previously worked security for a shipping rail, yes? Yes, I did. During your time as a security officer and shortly thereafter, you made some interesting discoveries. Yes, I found that a relatively unknown shipping company called Datadyne was moving a large amount of raw materials such as algae, sky metal, and various other products to Upper Kadesh. Datadyne. This is the same Datadyne whose president was Councilman Locke, who employed such men as Solzhenitsyn, who experimented on Shiva, to produce the Dark Troopers? Correct. And they were transporting materials to Upper Kadesh. But aren't all factories and refineries that can make use of such a large amount of raw materials in Lower Kadesh? Yes, they are. In fact, I used to work for one such factory. Oh, so you're an expert in both the shipping and production field. I see. Please continue. The amount of material being transported to Upper Kadesh over the many years Datadyne has been shipping them could sustain a population of tens, maybe hundreds of thousands for years. I see, and the data that you and your companions discovered in the black site, the same black site the jury will recall where Shiva was recaptured and put through further torturous changes against her will, mentioned a Project Groundwork. Could you tell me what this project is about? Project Groundwork's goal is to build military infrastructure in Upper Kadesh. This includes factories for Project Dark and modifications of the upper platform itself for military use. Military uses? Yes, it's all part of Project Contention. Mass quantities of military-grade hardware is being produced. Project Dark provides soldiers, and the CDM was commissioned under the guise of riot control, but its true purpose was for Project Contention. That's why it was designed with lethal weaponry, not non-lethal pacification measures. And as Commissioner DeWitt already testified, there have been mentioned of various other weapons, such as dedicated air-to-ground batteries, modifications to vertebrates for long flight times that would be completely unnecessary if they were only to be used here in the city. And the police are still trying to code other weaponry, such as the Reaver and Supraglave. Yes, I've even personally seen evidence of psychological warfare. In your professional opinion, do you think the materials being transferred to Upper Kadesh could be used for these military-grade productions? Based off of my personal experience as a factory worker for the majority of my adult life, I'd have to say yes, absolutely. All right, Jimmy. Food time. Come on. What's today's slop? I think it's some form of algae. <laughs> you turn up the tube? Can't believe those sons of bitches are doing it. 
Well, you go get them, Ash. You show them all what they were going to do. Maybe it's not too late yet. Thank you for that explanation, Miss Hope, and may I commend you in front of this assembly for your courage to continue fighting for the truth while many others would have given up. So let's move on to what exactly Project Alice was trying to accomplish. Project Alice's purpose was to extract all the details it could about the homeworld from me, my father, and anyone else they're not telling us about that has come over from the homeworld. They cross-reference that data with information they've gathered by mapping the ocean and plan to use it as intel to formulate their plan of attack. Officer Ashley Creed, you and your unit were assigned to decrypt and parse through all the information gained from the various black sites, is that correct? Creed kind of looks at you, Lanris. Yes, ma'am. And what was it that your unit found? Among the many things discovered in this court today, the most disturbing thing was a Project Harbor. What is Project Harbor? Its goals were to develop a method for transportation of the entire upper platform from Kadesh to the homeworld. It included design and implementation of indefinite flying capabilities for the upper platform, as well as a teleportation device. This technology was reverse-engineered from various things found in the underwater archives that was previously kept secret from the people of this city. That is correct. Those archives had teleported from the homeworld to here, and after various efforts, it looks like they were able to engineer a way to do the same, but in reverse. You call these discoveries disturbing. Why did you say that? Because every piece of information we found referred to Upper Kadesh. There wasn't a single mention of transporting Lower Kadesh along with them. They were going to leave us all behind. I'm Michael Liberty for Circle K. Disturbing news tonight out of former Commissioner Edwin Shaw's trial, which is quickly turning into a trial of the entire Sanhedrin. The scene at the courthouse is anything but peaceful as crowds have begun to gather. Let's go now to Janet Harrison, who's on the scene. Janet? Thank you, Michael. I'm here downtown where people have begun to gather in droves. Police presence is high in order to maintain control, but, well... It looks like we might be having a bonfire here tonight. Let's see what the people think. Uh, Mr. Hutchinson, Janet Harrison, Circle K, what do you think about all this? I always thought the St. Hedron were corrupt, but I never thought they'd do anything as bad as this. You think all this could happen and Catan not know about it? He's not just some old man, he's a conniving scumbag, and he should be punished! Deposed! Deposed Catan! Deposed Catan! That's the situation downtown. Back to you, Michael. Thanks, Janet. Well, I certainly wouldn't want to be at the Sanhedrin right now. Looks like they got a crowd of angry citizens heading their way. <laughs> Hold all my calls. Yes, Mr. President. For how long, sir? Permanently. Where, where are you going? Out the back door. What is going on? This is Lower KPD. We have a warrant to search the premises on the authority of Commissioner DeWitt. Oh, no. Please continue, Mr. Mengsk, though I'd like to remind the jury that Mr. Mengsk is testifying today at great risk. 
He's not only incriminating himself by his testimony, but hasn't plea bargained to minimize the consequences. Locke then employed me to ensure the safe transportation of the canister to Councilman Locke's office by any means necessary, including killing, especially killing. They only ever assigned me to tasks if they think it might require the unabashed bloodshed of the innocent. And they use their contacts in the media to hide reports of your actions or disguise them by blaming someone else like they did with Mr. Malleus and Irons. That is correct. They have people everywhere. I wouldn't be surprised if some of the people in this very courtroom are on their payroll. If it weren't for their influence, Project Final Countdown wouldn't be possible. Project Final Countdown. Project Final Countdown is the final implementation and culmination of all the projects that have come before. It is the immediate preparation and execution of interdimensional travel. It includes the transferring of desirables to Upper Kadesh. They've been laying the foundation for this for years. There's a reason it's been so hard to find. The reason why one person's work papers go through and not another's. They approve who they want so they can go to the upper platform. And the rest have their papers withheld. Any police or politicians that are on board with their plans or ideals are transferred to assignments in Lower Kadesh. The RSF generator has assured that there will be no people of non-fighting age to be a burden on their civilization when the time comes. They've done it all while using police and politicians of Lower Kadesh to enforce these rules. They're just obeying the law, so no one notices. So my client was essentially forced to accommodate these plans. Yes, if he hadn't, they would have sent someone like me to deal with him. Your Honor, I believe we've shown the connection between Datadyne, this conspiracy, and the behavior of my client. What choice did my client have but to obey their orders or face death? What hope would he have to go to the authorities when it was the authorities themselves telling him to do these things? To help substantiate this connection, I'd like to call Commissioner DeWitt to the stand. Commissioner DeWitt, I have provided to you a list of code names taken from the decrypted information from Solzhenitsyn's computers. Could you please read that list to us? <clears throat> Jack of all trades, Solzhenitsyn, Handshaker, J.G. Locke, Slow Patriot, Edwin Shah, Queen of Hearts, Red, Rook, Valerian Mengsk, Bishop, Shiva, White Rabbit, Hope, Mengsk, Distant Dragon, The Homeworld, Ace in the Hole, Datadyne, Chairman, Kyle Katan. And could you please read for us the highlighted portion of this report titled Teleportation Effects Filed from the Jack of All Trades to the Chairman, taken from the same source. From the Jack of All Trades, after teleportation ignition and successful travel to the homeworld, expected mortality rate is 100% for all life left behind on the surface of the planet, both plant and elf. Radiation pollution to penetrate at least one mile into the planet's crust, with water providing only a 0.01% reduction in penetration at the lowest depth. Sponsored chairman, it doesn't matter. Anyone left behind isn't worth saving anyway. Quote, let them burn. Order, order, order. I will clear this courtroom, order. Bailiff, clear this court. It, this is essentially, this is everything you wanted. This is, this is the moment. And Dahlia is, is just overjoyed with celebration. And it's, it's like at this point, there's, there's no going back. It's been proven. It's been done. And reporters have flooded into the room and they're all asking questions of your sister. And she, she, she gets around you guys. She's like, we did it. We did it. 
and, and the people are saying, Miss Malleus, Mrs. Malleus. And she's like, it's, it's Miss, please. Not that I'm not looking. Do you, do you think your client will be acquitted? Why did you take this case? How does it feel to blow apart the biggest conspiracy ring in the history of Kadesh? I, I hope that no matter the results of this case, the people of Kadesh will know what kind of people lead them and will be able to hold them to account. I just want everyone to have a fair chance at life. That's all I ever want. And the questions just keep coming. Why is this ha- what, what are you guys doing when this is happening? Uh, I'm there with Dahlia, like, being her personal bodyguard. Nice, nice. Like, knocking some microphones away when they push them toward her. Like, not you. <laughs> You're like, alright, I like the way you look. You can ask a question. I'm scanning the crowd around, just making sure everything looks okay. I'm not going to really say anything. Alright, perception check. 22. It's a lot of chaos, so it's difficult, but you're not seeing anybody like, uh, okay, so that guy's like uh, got a rocket launcher. So we have a bad situation. Now everything seems kind of, and, and the bailiff's trying to like clear the room, and it's very difficult because all these people just flooded in. Kintaro like puts his hand on your shoulder, Landris, and he goes, "You think this will do it? Do what? Call the city to action. What you wanted to finally get everyone to, to freaking hold Kyle to account. I certainly hope so. I mean, look what it did here." And he kind of looks around and he gestures at the, like, dozens of cameras around you from every major news station. Miss Malleus, Miss Malleus, how complicit was Edwin Chong? Do you think they're going to bring charges against President Catan? If they do, will you be the prosecutor? Miss Malleus, where do you think your career is going to go from here? Miss Malleus, the chairman says hello. Landris, you get in the way and you take a couple of the shots as the guy's just trying to empty it. And, and your, your sister hasn't even fallen to the ground yet. And, uh, Victor, you run up and you just take this guy from the side. Just, you know, jackknife him and, and throw him to the ground, yeah? Kick away his gun or whatever and, and hold him down. Yeah. And uh, you hear Hannibal say, Arrest that man! Some of Hannibal's policemen come over to help subdue this guy. So the guy lets out, like, three shots on Dahlia, and then you're in the way. And then you took, like, four of the chests before um, Victor stopped it. Not any sort of lack of reaction, but you can pull a trigger very quickly. And so, like, you fall on the ground. You're right next to her. And you're both just covered in blood. Who knows which is which? And she's trying to pull at you. She's grabbing you, and it's slick. And she's pulling you, and she grabs you, and she's pulling you close to her face, trying to say something to you. What are you prepared to do? And you hear... Her last breath, leave her body. They're just tears, full force. Not even make any noise, just waterworks going. Victor, uh, the Hannibal's police have subdued the guide, freeing you up to run over to Landris. I do that. You look at Landris, he's got holes in his chest. He, he took point blank shots. I'm like holding on to Dahlia. Landris, can, can I help you? Is there anything I could do? I just have my eyes locked on Dahlia. I'm going to, uh, yeah, I'm going to hemochem's on him to try to get him a jolt of energy or whatever, and uh, and then try to heal him up. You get shot with a thing that, that helps sort of stabilize you, Landris, and uh, enough to get you on your feet if there wasn't other circumstances. I immediately shoot to Dahlia. She's limp, but still warm. Like, how certain am I that she's dead? Uh, very. There might, you're 100% sure. Maybe 80% of her blood is on the ground and on you. Where's the person that shot her? He's on the ground covered by policemen who are just, like, shoving him in the ground and, and, and handcuffing him. I, 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 like, I want to shoot him in the head. I want to kill him. I'm going to, like, sneak or dive or jump and dive and just shoot. I need, I want to murderize him. You, like, go over, you pick up the gun he had used on you and her. 
and you like try to push past the cops and, and point the gun at him and the cops are like I want to say Hannibal who's right there kind of like takes the gun he's trying to like point it up at the, at the ceiling so that you don't lose it especially anybody and he's like Landris Landris Ooh, I don't I don't even respond to him I push him out of the way Victor help me Landris I go over to the other guy that they're holding down okay I want to put my hand on his head the officers think that you're just trying to help and they're like alright all right, let's get him up and you put your hand on then kind of looks at you and smirks that's what he's going to do. He's going to look at you and say, can't wait for my trial. You're going to watch. They put me on that stand and then you're going to watch me walk out those doors. Yeah. And I just shoot him. Blood like sprays all over the floor and all over a couple of police officers and they're kind of stunned. So they're not holding him anymore? No, he just falls to the ground. They're all kind of like shocked. Oh, I shoot him again. Uh, this is like everyone's, of course, like freaking out. The room is, is, is chaotic. Everyone's trying to clear out the room and police are trying to handle everything. And DeWitt just kind of like. He did, he stops trying to stop you and just kind of looks at you guys. Once the gun's out of ammo, I throw it at the guy and go back to Dahlia. Hope walks over to you. Landris, I'm, I'm sorry. Can't speak. He's just sobbing. He scoops up Dahlia and has her pressed really close to his chest. Her hand's just dangling. I knew I should have let you do it. The room rumbles. The city rumbles. And you hear crying out from outside and it's not the crying of a couple people it's the roar of the city of people screaming i leave andrus and i go to i guess there's a window i want to see what's going on victor you look up into the sky and you see giant discs connected to the upper platform glow with a pale blue flame deep inside these circles everyone all around you shouting out yelling out and you look up at these circles as the, 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 this deep blue flame inside them burns. Then all at once, they all ignite. And this is all just like that vision that Iomade gave you. This is it. This is the end of the world. Trailblazers is part of the Trailblazer Network. For other great RPG podcasts, visit our website, tblazer.net. Want to get in touch? Email us at tblazernetwork at gmail.com or follow us on Twitter at tblazernetwork. Your players have been Christian and Tim, and Caleb has been your GM. This is Johan Martins. Thanks for listening.